0: Three, two, one, let's go. Hello, and welcome back to Mission Forge. I'm Bobby Jankovic. I'm the broker of REMAX Capital. And Mission Forge is where we engage each other, empower one another, and elevate the world around us. Well, I'd like to talk about what it takes to start a business. I, I know that in real estate, we are really kind of fortunate as practitioners, agents, and associate brokers. We, we essentially get to operate a business of our own under the umbrella of our brokerage the brokerage uh, is in charge of actually operating the true official business with the municipality that they're in Um, and any storefront or um, contractor or um, vendor of, of any other type needs to start a business and you read a lot about people wanting a business to come hey i wish we had when are they going to open? You know, this is what we need over here. And so I've, I've opened a couple of businesses um, and in different municipalities. The one I'm going to share with, I have not and I do not operate a business in James City County, um, but I, I'm going to pick on them. And I say that lightly. I've got no reason to believe that, that they're any um, markedly different than any other munici- municipality. I have heard they're pretty good to deal with um, I've heard some some other things about some of the the um, nearby cities that are, might be a little bit more challenging but overall the message is this is a, a very difficult process to open a business and I don't want anyone to think that I'm picking on James City County um, because I don't have any firsthand experience doing the process in the county um, I, I own and operate a, a business in city of Williamsburg. I own and operate business in York County and also Gloucester County. So, and, and I, I suspect that the processes are all very, very similar. So, but I'm, like I said, I'm picking on James City, but in a, in a, a good natured, uh, friendly way. And, and I'm just basically going to read from the, the content that's on their website so here's sort of an overview who needs a business license well basically if you advertise or otherwise hold yourself out to the public as offering a good or service for sale Um, if you file a schedule c on your um on your irs taxes which that is a profit or loss from business so if you're filing a schedule c chances are you need to have a business license in the county uh, or the municipality where you live Basically, if you're filing tax returns, schedules or other documents required for business, that would also trigger the need for a business license. If you're owning and operating a short term rental, like a vacation rental, that would also need uh, trigger the need for a business license. If you're a 1099 paid contractor. Now, um, I you know. I know a lot of those, those people out there that that deliver things, um, you know, the, the, um, door the Ubers, you know, all you guys out there are, are 1099. I think, um, you know, that might be flying under the radar there. A lot of these people are getting paid by 1099 and they may or may not have a business license. So you, you have to pay attention here. Um, so there's some other things if you have, or use, office space or retail space or commercial or industrial uh, space in the county you would need to um, and basically within 10 days of the start of your business you need to uh, apply for this license Um, you know if you're an out-of-area contractor like we've been driving to work and these bridges are being worked on and it's a good bet a lot of times these contractors, they don't, they're do not they not in county. They're coming from another part of the state. They might even be coming from another state. Um, think about like if there's a big storm and, uh, you know, you get companies like tree companies that flock in from areas of the region that don't have storm damage. They're going to come help get us out, dig us out, help the power company. All those people are getting paid and they need to actually file for business license, believe it or not. Okay, other licensing requirements are the um, that um, it's important to realize that your business license is not a regulatory license. So part of the picture that I'm going to paint is it's really not just the county that you're grappling with as a business owner. You've got to deal with several, and I mean several layers of bureaucratic um endeavors red tape better better uh, no better thing to say than red tape that you have to deal with um so like in our business of real estate you have to what you have to have a regulatory license through department of professional occupational regulation which we all know is depor and it's not just real estate there's probably 25 or 35 different um occupations out there that, that require these licenses. Now, this is one too that probably goes flying under the radar a lot. If you operate a home business, um, businesses that don't have a fixed or definite place of business—that means no storefront, no office, or no industrial space—for the code of Virginia is considered a home-based business. Um, one clue might be that you claim home-based business deduction on your IRS uh, on your taxes. All home businesses must include an application. So, not only do you have to you have to file for the business license, but you have to apply for the home occupation with their business license. Um, the due date, and this is pretty consistent from what I've seen, is always going to be March 1st. Um, business licenses, um, if they're late, they're get a 10% penalty. Um, if you don't file, um, they're just going to assume what you made and they're going to uh, bill you for that, and then they're going to also put on a penalty. Um, the basis, for the tax um, for a new business in the county the first year license is going to be based on a reasonable estimate so you know you're going to have to take a lot of things into consideration um you know what time of year are you starting if you're starting in on november 1st and you don't plan to have much business going on you, you might get in under the radar that first year meaning financially under the radar you're not going to have a lot of gross receipts you know unless you've just got people lined up out the door then the other other side of it would be if you're opening up on january 15th and you know you're a tax business or something you know and you expect to have a full year's worth of receipts then you got to give a reasonable estimate if you don't give a reasonable estimate they're going to catch up with you in year two and when they look at your actual numbers you're going to have to pay all of um that plus whatever you missed so um uh, there was a little bit of overview now i'm going to get a little bit more into details um a lot of most businesses have um an llc or some sort of corporate name or you just operate as a different name they call it a fictitious name so like in our own case of remax capital that's our that's not our real name that's our fictitious name our dba or doing business as so you have to also include your llc well, all that isn't just you don't just do that you got to have permits and permissions and all sorts of stuff for that um you got to register that with another uh state agency called the state corporation commission if your um if your business is involving um specialty and we kind of already talked about this such as uh well systems elevators escalators um plumbing hvac electrical gas you've got to have a special certification To even get your dpor license so it's not just applying for a license it's a rigorous process to be qualified to do that and then i know like over a certain level you have to you have to have um you have to have certain financial standings and provide financial documents you just don't get to be a class a contractor by um asking nicely um, if you're doing agricultural or consumer services, and that sounds like doesn't apply, but it basically means if you're engaging in the manufacture or distribution of food and beverage um, or additives, then you've got to be dealing with um, Department of Health. Um, that's a whole other state agency that will be dealing with. If it involves alcohol, guess who you're working with now? The ABC store um or not not the abc story the the department of abc or alcoholic beverage control and you've got to have a a liquor license on on tap off tap all that stuff you've got to have a an alcohol manager and all that stuff um you're not done there you've obviously you've got to register with irs to get a a federal ein or employee identification number so most businesses aren't probably going to be using their social security number. They'll have a special, especially if you have an LLC. You're, that entity is going to become essentially a taxpayer, and it needs an identification number. So you got to do that. Then it gets into well, what is my tax? What, what, you know, what is the count? What's in it for the county? Well, they have the the B poll or the business professional occupational license tax, and it's 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 tiered, okay, and it depends on how much income you're bringing in. If you're small, if you're doing the lemonade stand um, and you're making less than $4,000 of of gross receipts, it's going to be basically the application fee is what you're looking at. Uh, As your income and gross receipts escalate, um, you know, they're going to charge you and there's different rates depending on what type of business that you're offering. Um, Sort of an umbrella- Services called professional services, which to my understanding includes um, uh, real estate brokerage, is 58 cents per $100 of gross receipts. Um, <clears throat> other services, I, and I don't have a delineation of what those are, 36 cents per 100. Retail sales, 20 cents per $100 of gross receipts. And um, contractors is. Um, Uh, 16 cents of gross receipts. Wholesale is five cents per 100% of gross receipts. So it's this whole layer of taxation going on here. And, you know, I know in our own case, um, and this is in our three businesses together, um, and the, the taxes are substantial at the end of the year. And we, you know we're sort of a facilitator, you know, the office. We're not, not necessarily out doing much business, but our agents are doing a lot of business. So we have to assist them in collecting that. And then come time, you know, we're the ones that get charged with their business. So we have to maintain that that funding throughout the year. And then when it comes time to pay, we have to pay the, the big bill. Um, and I really do wish, I've always thought it would be very nice to be able to pay that in a monthly or a quarterly because it is very understandable how a business can operate, you know, especially if they're new um, or they're understaffed or you, there's so many things going on. And then, you know, like we just got our our applications to file for our tax bill, you know, now and then we've got a month or so to do it and then they're due by March and you get a 20 or 30 $40,000 bill and you're like wait a minute what what <laughs> how do I pay that you know because all year long you've been operating and slowly collecting this tax but it's it doesn't go anywhere unless you earmark it or somehow set it aside and it's it's a very time time-consuming and tedious thing and you have to really importantly have a system in place to do that and it's not uncommon to see the, the yellow sticker on the door that says closed by the county due to, you know, lack of tax payment. The county will come in and lock the door. Um, so that, that would be my one suggestion if counties and municipalities could, could allow monthly reporting or quarterly or, or whatever. Um, now you've got the business personal property tax and this is all equipment furniture books uh, appliances tools and office equipment cash registers used in your business and you get taxed on that so you you have to list everything and come up with the value and it's four dollars per every hundred dollars of value so um you know if every chair every this computer this this light this all that all that value $4 per $100 value you get taxed on every year manufacturers machinery and tools well think of like um, like in the county here we have like Bush Gardens and um, you know the brewery for instance all that equipment in there that they use to make the beer that gets taxed and it gets taxed at four dollars per hundred dollars of value food and beverage tax if you're serving food and beverage you're going to pay a tax on that. Hotels, same thing. Motels, same thing. Restaurants, same things. In addition, you're if you have employees, you're probably going to have to pay unemployment compensation and worse compensation to the state of Virginia. Whether or not your employees are, are sick or taking off or whatever or hurt, you have to pay into the kitty. Um, of course, you'll also have to do state withholding tax. Um, Back to the home, if you're operating in your home, business activity in the home is limited. Um, You can always have to verify in person or in writing with the zoning division that your business may be operated in a residential area without violating zoning laws. A business license cannot be obtained without a complete home occupation registration. I referred to that earlier. So there's limits on what you can do in your house. Um, and this is, starts to get frustrating when you, when you read this, the, the, I understand, you know, because certain people don't want to have certain things going on in their neighbors, but then again, it's like, Hey, this is my house, you know, shouldn't I be able to do what I want? But it says that the County code for home occupation requires that the activity be conducted entirely within the dwelling not in the yard or the garage and that's kind of frustrating i could see a lot of people going out in their garage to you know make a birdhouse or um you know maybe they're making soap or brewing coffee or you know whatever they just got their little workshop out there i mean that's where most people do this type of stuff but you can't do it in your garage and that you can't use more than 25 percent of the first floor of the structure of the house in addition The business cannot cause traffic to be generated in volume greater than normal and can't make noise, odor, smoke, dust, or glare. I mean, you know, I'm just thinking about somebody that smokes meat or makes beef jerky or something, you know. Um, You know, does that mean they're out? I guess not. They, They guess so. They'd have to file for some sort of special permit. So, um, I understand the noise and the odor, the bad odors and stuff, but it's there's so many limits. Can I hire somebody to work for my home? And the answer is no. They have to live in your house. Um, what if I want to put up a sign? Um, well, and I know you're thinking, well, somebody who's living in Ford's Colony or a, a nice neighborhood doesn't want to have a business sign in the yard. But a lot of people, you know, we live in a big county with a lot of rural property. And out in the middle of uh, driving down some of these country roads, a sign might make a lot of sense, you know. Um, Think of a dog kennel or something like that. So there's all sorts of limitations if you want to put up a sign. And I think that about wraps it up. Um, It's just so much that you have to consider. Um, they, there. Oh, one last thing is, and this is important. The fire department needs to come in and take a look to make sure that you know if there's a problem that nobody's gonna, you know, they just want to make sure that that it's not going to make their jobs harder, and most importantly, that somebody's not going to be at risk of being harmed or hurt in case of fire. Um, they do provide a lot of resources and there's also funding resources. You can see that the, the cost of opening and operating a business is very, can be very substantial. And the timing can be very, very precarious um, because you have to commit to things financially. Like let's say that I'm trying to obtain a building or a lease. And I feel like if I don't jump on it now that I may lose that opportunity. And it's Seems like the perfect location, but I haven't started any of this paperwork process What if I go into it and then I find out that I can't so it's a very onerous thing to be a business owner So I I want to all of you to know that um, You know your your business owners are invested in your in your communities They are there they've they've given a lot of their personal time and they've given a lot of their personal resources just to be able to have the door open to do business. And for that, I think they're all owed um, a little bit of a round of applause, just say thank you for investing in the community um, and paying taxes. So thanks for joining me in Mission Forge and peace out everybody.